What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. Yo, what's good? Whoa, the voice crack. What the heck? <laughs> what, what was that? It's Pinker Marcus. What's up? What's up? What up? What up? It's Charles, or you can call me Charles. Hey, guys, it's Haz. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> my voice is normal today. Not authentic. What's up, Not authentic. What, what's up everyone? Dude, my voice do be cracking sometimes, though. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? We had, uh, I would like to say, a lot of tournaments this weekend that were a amazing lot. to watch. Top to bottom, you got Back at Blood 5, which was in Portland, Oregon. Battle of Z in Montreal, Canada. Mei Suma in Osaka, Japan. Dreamhack Rotterdam. It's in the Netherlands, of course. Rotterdam. And then also, you got La Decie, Paris, France, the Invitational, of course, with the most exceptional production value I've seen on a Smash event, I think, ever. Your champions for those events, you got Ned taking down Back of Blood. Battle Z, was the winner, was Chag. Meisuma was Akola. And look at, like, these are three separate tournaments. That I mean, we haven't gotten to the other two, but this is a ridiculous lineup of winners that we had across the planet this week. There's yeah. a voice crack for you, Marcus. Uh Dreamhack, we had Larry taking it down. Let's hey, go, Larry. Let's go, Larry. All right. Love everyone loves the Larry W. And then La to see, of course, it was T taking it through the winner, the loser side of bracket, uh, with his Pac-Man. So obviously we got a lot to say about La to say, but we're gonna move <laughs> on and we're actually gonna talk about uh back in blood first. The winner was Ned. Yeah. Gavin, what do you guys say about that, man? I Step definitely wanted off. to start with this because Ned, if you're watching this, and also I, I if anyone is listening to this. I think Ned played fantastic with Sephiroth in a, lot of mo- in a lot of moments. Like, you know, maybe not extremely perfect the whole time, but it was pretty consistently more impressive than usual, in my opinion. I think he was moving really well. He was beautifully disciplined. He was mixing things up really creatively. He had some specials in there while still playing, like, the fundamental Sephiroth. And honestly, Ned... Really, really good job. I love that was the most I've enjoyed watching Sephiroth uh, yet. So congrats for taking the tournament. And it was very funny that winners finals was Ned versus Dark Wizzy though, because Dark just... Wizzy and Ned somehow, Ned somehow, <laughs> dude. It why Dark Wizzy was like changing after... his tags it's throughout so the funny. event, like so mod funny. skills, like. <laughs> One of his tags was like Ned somehow or something like that. I'm really glad that Dark Wizzy's leaning in uh, to that little joke that we have going on from the big house. And it is, like we said, it is insane that he ended up playing Ned uh, after all those jokes being made. They do team a lot too, so. Yeah, they, um, yeah that's true. I think they're, they're actually a really good doubles team. Yeah, and I'm happy to see Ned do well in Sephiroth because he's had several of those uh, post-tournament depression tweets like, I, that's it, I'm not doing Sephiroth anymore. Then he even went Sephiroth one more time after the tweet and it did work out. But now, I mean, taking down the whole tournament with him, I think Sephiroth's here to stay for Ned. So love to see him, man. Always love to see Ned do well. What are you doing, Marcus? Bro, he's moving for this. Yeah, he is, yeah. His wing, bro. Yeah, oh, he man. played really well. Yeah. I like the way that there's like two things that really was like kind of newer to me for Ned. He was using like the hitbox around Nair as like a get off me. Like normally people use it as like a landing, like I'm going to start my combo move. But a lot of times he would like see someone above him and he would jump into them with Nair like A. Or he would like, if someone was fading into him, uh, he would like jump and drift away. Like the way they were drifting into him, he would drift away. And instead of spacing like a back air or forward air, he would just wait a little bit because Sephiroth's airspeed isn't that crazy. 
um, unless he has wing, and then he would just nair. And I was like, this is a new development because back air and forward air are kind of on the laggier side. And you want to do them when they're like fully spaced. But there was a lot of times where I would just see him like, oh, they're too close. I can't go for back air and forward air. So that was really cool. And then like he's been using short hop forward air a lot more. Not really like worried about the lingering hit, but doing is like as close to the ground as possible and like keeping up constant pressure that way, which was really interesting as well. So I don't know. There are a few developments that I saw and I was like, ooh, along with the like movement and discipline that he's always showed, but it was like a little higher uh, at this event. But as yeah. we know, Sephiroth's great. So as expected, another right. Sephiroth victory, another Sephiroth uh, top eight, you know, all the usual things that Sephiroth uh, tends to be. All right. <laughs> I actually do. The first thing you're talking about, the neutral airs, is a perfect example of Ned's discipline being on another level this event and just being really aware of frame advantage or lack of frame advantage and not like brute forcing it with like the usual stuff like back airs and forward tilts and forward airs. Um, and I think Ned showed a lot of discipline even in advantage state, which I think is the secret to being really, really good with Sephiroth is having a very patient advantage rather than just, you know, like brute forcing it, like I said. Um, and even just a lot of small visual cues in his ledge trapping and corner pressure with like beer reverses and little movements going on and off the stage, mm -hmm. not necessarily even pressing anything or being super preemptive with the back airs, like I said. And um, also in disadvantage, I think Ned played fantastic off the ledge. All these like creative things he was doing in other parts of the match, he was also doing really well in disadvantage. He was getting off the ledge really creatively, really patient, taking his time. Like, it was just, you know, the way I like to see Sephiroth be played, like, and it was in a tournament, like, while winning the tournament. And I think that's really, really cool, and I had a great time watching it. So I, that's why we definitely yeah. wanted to start with this one, just because I had a lot to say about that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> A couple additional shout-outs. Dark Wizzy for getting third, of course, because yeah. we've been talking about how Dark Wizzy's been on a roll, especially since the big house, kind of fighting mm -hmm. back against not having mo any momentum coming out of quarantine. So congrats, yeah. Dark Wizzy, for sure. Can't buy the skills, et cetera, et cetera. Can't you already know, of course. Monte, the Game & Watch, for getting second. Great showing at a tournament that was insanely stacked because aside from you know the top three, we had Luis getting fourth, San getting fifth, along with yeah. Leon getting fifth. Uh, Jaja, shout out for beating Ouch, by the way. Yes. Ouch, like, and dude, Chuck, we've talked about that a lot, how Kirby Wolf might be an even matchup. Like, that's something we've talked about before. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Kirby sure. goes stupid. It does. Um, Skittles got ninth, like, Frog, the Bayo got 13th. This is a really, really, like, stack. Ouch got 17th. The Ouch is phenomenal, obviously. Captain L got 17th. Base Mage got 17th. It's just, this tournament, and it's insane, because this is the first tournament we're covering of five was wildly stacked and had some great sets in it. So make sure, yeah. I'm sure a lot of you were watching, bouncing around like all of us, but it was impossible to keep up with every single tournament this weekend. But make sure you go through and watch the VODs for this one. It was a great one. Yeah, and Monty had a crazy long loser's run. Yes. Like, yeah. he had to play a lot of sets. He beat a lot of good players, like, played Justice. Um, Irash. H4, yeah, he played, this is all in losers. He played Leon, beat Leon. He beat Luis, who put him in losers, and he beat Dark Wizzy. Like, that was a really, really solid run from him. Just yeah. Just want to out, like, because he played the most sets out of anybody in the top three. He played uh, 13 sets where Ned won through playing nine, and Dark Wizzy got third through playing nine. So, he put, 
lot of lot of mental stamina on uh, Monty's part. So yeah, shout out to that. absolutely, good stuff. All right, we're ready for our next tournament. You guys want to talk about the Canadian tournament, Battle of Z? Huh? Sure. I, I watched a little bit. I'm down to talk about it. Yeah, we got Chag dominance, I think, is kind of the yeah, headline bro. here, which is great to see because I think Chag also, I don't want to say, like, slump necessarily, but not the highs that we're used to him, him doing. Uh, but, dude, dominant here, first place, no sets lost. Yeah. I just feel like I haven't really seen Chag it much recently. I don't. Well, he's been traveling to a lot of, traveling. like... Yeah. Uh, like European events and mm -hmm. you know other parts of the world as well. So Chag, Chag definitely on that World Warrior grind right now. Yeah, farming up those Smash World Tour points. I, I he's got to be one of the highest like point holders for Smash World Tour, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, cool to see Chag. Definitely uh could be a return to form for Chag in a sense of like remember that era? It was around like last year's Port Priority where there was like three Mexico represent represent or representation like in every top eight right yeah like it was like big boss chag leo spargo sometimes four of them in top yeah. eight like half a top eight would be you know team mexico so uh really cool to see chag and uh really cool to see him come back and i mean kind of paulu coming back as well like i mean i i know paulu is like a consistent force we've seen in the meta but it, it's always good to see paulatana stay relevant right and along with the yeah. players you know love luis love chag so always good to see those players yeah. doing well I actually recently um, had like a Wi-Fi session with Chag, I guess, before he went to this tournament. And I, I really like Chag's play. It's extremely patient and disciplined. It, whenever I'm playing against Chag, it feels like I'm playing against someone who has been in a lot of tournaments and has played Smash like, like, like very like playing to win like i play like my life is on the line like i have so much experience like it feels like i am literally fighting a warrior like a seasoned veteran <laughs> like because chags like advanced yeah. shade, super consistent never gives you anything for free like just a really um efficient and great player and basically what i'm getting at is when chag has a grip or like a handle on a set or a match like it's pretty dominant i'm sure we've seen that over the years in ultimate like when chag has something figured out like it's usually really really dominant and a lot of the sets i saw like just felt like that it just felt like you're gonna have to work a lot harder to get openings on me and like he's just it's literally like using that Paltana shield like in real life or something. You know what I mean? It's like literally just like you just can't beat this. And yeah, that's, you know, not not a lot of players I can like talk about in that way, right? Like a lot of players, even at like the same level as Chag, have more cracks in their armor, right? They might be particularly good at like something else. But Chag is like just purely like just that, like he is good because of that consistency and like never giving you anything for free. And I think that's his strong point. And I can't really say that about that many players other than like some of the household names that have been around for like over a decade. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he's been playing for a really long time. You he know? has. He has, um, yeah. You know, since he was playing. Smash I know Has knows his first upset. Larry Lur, baby. I know he beat Larry. <laughs> sick Mayo. Uh, Chad got a sick Mayo in Smash 4, truly. Yeah. yeah. I remember the forward airs on, on Larry. Absolutely. I'll never forget <laughs> I was nervous. I'm like, oh, you caught me off guard. I don't know. And then I was like, aha. I was like, there's Actually, no way has doesn't know. Like you've talked about it so many times. It rules, yeah. It's great. It, which is good too, because Larry just won a tournament, so we can bring that up. And it's not, you know, we're not in the wrong for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, 
yeah, just running through that tournament a little bit more. Black Twins, who I feel like has been heating up and more consistent recently too, which is awesome. Agreed. Did well at Big House. Almost took out Esam out of winner's bracket. It was like a reverse 3-0 from Esam, I think. So it was very close. You're correct. Reverse 3-0 and a reverse three-stock game five, I think. So like Black Twins was very close to taking Esam out in winners, but it was off stream, so... There's definitely a reverse. Th- I think it was game three, maybe, or maybe it was game five. But either way, yeah, it was definitely a huge effort for me, Sam. But either way, Soar getting third as well. I think yeah. uh, he's been playing more Steve or Enderman. Yeah, Steve, Steve Sephiroth, PT. Characters. Yeah. 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 Great characters. Locker Yeah, I think too. Locker Mouse, who's a great game and watch from Canada, if you guys don't know. I, yeah, I, very I dominant get. in Canada. Yeah, I've, I've watched a lot of Canadian Smash because, especially in the beginning of Canadian Smash, well, Riddles obviously is there, and I loved watching him. Well, I still do, obviously. If you ever checked out our guest episode, we had him on uh, on Sunday, yeah, yeah. so check that, that out. We just uploaded that on Monday. Um, so check that out. We talked to Riddles about winning Big House and all this stuff. But back in his region, uh, Smock 2, who's just an incredible... He actually has a sick Ganon. Smock is super <laughs> sick. He does. Bro, yeah. he beat... He, okay, so I was like, oh, he must have dropped Ganon because I see a lot of Snake and Roy... And then he had to yeah. play Diddy Kong of all characters, and he plays Snake and Roy, and he just went Ganon like confidently yeah, and won. And That's I was like, "Crazy! What? He's nasty, by the way. Like he is so yeah. good." And his brother Venom too. Shout out to Venom, who was a, a Shadow main back in Smash Four and also in the beginning of Ultimate. I think he's starting to play a little bit more, but I love that guy. Like they're both of them are really cool. I, I just love the Canadian scene, and they're so sick. Um, Armadillo getting seventh as well with Z, and Armadillo obviously known as. One of, if not straight up, the best Lucarios out there. So yeah. it was a hell of a bracket. Shout out to my man, Fwed, who I haven't seen in a bracket in years. True. But still doing well. I love Fwed. He's a great guy. A lot of these people the are early Ultimate or, or Smash 4 players who I've just known for a long time. So really great tournament. And it's always great to yeah. see Canadian talent you know, play because they are very, very strong. Like NA, we usually talk about USA or we talk about Mexico, obviously. But Canada, dude, they are so solid at the top level of their region. So I love them personally. So. Yeah. Honestly, Game & Watch is like the character to talk about this weekend. A little bit, now, yeah. Now that we're yeah. talking about all the brackets, I'm like, and yeah. there's like more Game & Watch to talk about for these other tournaments. I'm like, uh-oh. I, Game dude, & Watch is, is out here. I've seen enough Game & Watch here. I know the... We need to make it so that Diddy only starts with two stocks. I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, Game Watch is such an interesting character because I feel like a part of the character's success, when I look at that character on paper, I just feel like the matchup spread doesn't really, shouldn't bring consistency onto the table. I do feel like Game Watch does lose a good a bit amount of like top tier matchups and stuff like that. But I just feel like the way you have to play against Game Watch is so different from every other Smash character your lack of experience or your like lack of game knowledge in the matchup gets punished severely hard. So it, well, I, I'm even not trying then, to take away anything like, um... from the game watch players. Obviously, it's still rough in certain matchups and stuff. But to play against game and watch, it's very, very like your game plan drastically changes character to character. I think something that's interesting about game and watch is I think like a lot of people might have have experience or be ready or something like that, but. There's like very small windows to deal with Game and Watch, and like it's 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 honestly like a lot of execution tests, like the whole match, and sometimes it's not even a huge reward. So the risk reward is really skewed in Game Watch's favor, and that'll just drain your mental, and it's just and then it's just over. Like I was it's it's a big execution test, like a hundred times a game. You know what I mean? 
for that reason, I was going to say, I feel like GameStop, Game & Watch, GameStop, Game & Game Watch falls into that category of being a pub stomp uh, character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if your opponent just doesn't have the experience or the knowledge, they're just going to eat neutral air after neutral air, or don't know how to deal with back air, don't know how to deal with up B out of shield, or how to catch, like, how to deal or with any of the classic air, Game & Trap. Yep. Like, getting juggled against Game & Watch <laughs> is a whole nother mini game of, like, oh, if you don't know this mini game, like, you're taking 90 damage, possibly just dying, Or right? Or you like, die at 20 because you try to jump out of up air and you just die, and that's a... Like, right, it's right. Just, huh, we still it. see that shit happen. We still see it happen. I don't think that's possible with Game & Watch. Only Mega Man. Only Mega yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, Man? true, true, true. Because Game & Watch is just, like, set knockback. Yep. Yeah, they're all... Oh, so it's Mega Man? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. We all learned something today on Twitter. Right. <laughs> I was testing you guys. That was a test for this You definitely got my Now you're ready to go. You baited the um, Thank you. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> What's super interesting about Game Watch is I feel like a lot of times people don't put him in that category of, like, he's kind of like a Luigi-type character. Yeah. Like, yeah you yeah. don't really think about it until, like, you kind of break down what he does. Okay, so, like, Game of Watch has, like two things he wants to hit you with he wants to grab you and he wants to neutral you right like those are those are like that's or it or 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 a b right like sure. so generally you don't want to approach game of watch a, a majority of the time because you can't hit a shield he's gonna be out, out of shield and his approach options aren't really the greatest uh like his best being there and like forward air traps or whatever um so a lot of times you are going to play really slow, really defensive, and you're going to kind of go tit for tat and take the damage where you can get it. His disadvantage is actually really good, which is something that Luigi doesn't have. Yeah. Um, but when he hits you, owie, well, you might <laughs> as well put your controller down. Like he's doing at least, at least 80. <laughs> and he forces you to go to ledge every time. He just, yeah. he just forces you to go to ledge. His so, flow chart is just so simple and consistent. It is it, insane. He, yep. he puts a lot of pressure on you to perform well. Yeah, like, as does. the opponent, he puts an extreme amount of profession, uh, pressure on you to perform. And if you don't, a lot of times he can capitalize way... I don't want to say easier than a lot of other characters, but he gets a lot off of capitalizing off of your mistakes, maybe more than a lot of characters in this game. So it's really interesting. Like as Gavin was talking about it, I was like, you know what? Like people don't really, I don't know if they do, but I don't think people really mention how like draining it can be to play against game of watch, especially a good one, especially in tournament at like top eight or like whatever area you're in because the amount of pressure and like mental stamina you need to be able to play against them. So I just found that really interesting. I feel like people don't categorize Game of Watch usually because they just he's usually categorized as Game of Watch and like yeah. Game of Watch is usually very specific to himself when people talk about the character. But I think you make yeah. a lot of really good points. Yeah, definitely. All right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, just one last thing. Like, and I I just think for Game of Watch particularly the the matchups that Game of Watch struggles with is the matchups that like they don't have to. They play their same game game strategy regardless, right? Like yeah. Cloud, well, I was already gonna plan on doing space backers <laughs> anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like those characters that do well against Game and Watch, they don't have to diverge from their usual game plan. Like any character that does well against Game and Watch, their usual game plan already works really well versus Game and Watch, so they don't have to go through that like steep learning curve. But yeah. when you when you have to get up right. and personal with Game and Watch, 
you're playing a very different game of risk reward, and that's where it gets really tough. They're getting rid of like one or two things off the game and watch checklist of fighting game and watch, yeah. and that's enough to make it you know consistently winnable. You know what I mean? Like, and definitely. What's even more interesting about game watch is he always had he always seems to find a win condition. Like even when you mentioned cloud, I was like, yeah, cloud's very consistently going to back air and space out game and watch. But the same thing applies where if you hit cloud, he might get put in the vortex. He might get forced to the, the ledge, ledge yeah. and then the offstage thing might happen. You might kill him at 20 or whatever. So like he, I feel like uh, unlike Luigi where Luigi can sometimes run out of win conditions against a lot of characters, I feel like Game of Watch has a, a very strong amount of win conditions, especially yeah. with Bucket and Reflectors and Edge Guarding and can't fight them as brawlers. It's really interesting. It's now like like think about Game of Watch as like a complete character. It's actually way better than I, I thought he was. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, and I think you guys said it already, but it's basically like he does really well in some meta matchups that a lot of other characters have a really hard time with, but then loses randomly, like a couple characters that just do super well against him. Not so randomly, but like yeah, yeah, exactly. You expect yeah. it. You expect what he loses to. He's, he's consistent too, though, in that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Meiser always finds good consistency with him. And to bring it back to our original point, so do these other game and watches this too. Lagermoss yeah. always does pretty well in Canada, you know. So we'll see as the meta continues. He's just, I think he's just one of those anti-meta characters, right? Normally, like shield pressure is a good thing. Normally, jumping is a pretty good thing. But against game and watch, he just dominates those two categories so well that it's funny. I feel like he's been the anti-meta character for so long that he's just he's put himself he's into meta, in meta? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he has been anti-meta meta yeah yeah it's been a little too long now maybe you're just straight up meta <laughs> dude's hanging out too much get out of here game and watch uh we got so the next tournament we're gonna talk about we're gonna move on over to dream hack moving on over to the netherlands shouts to larry of course larry, larry listens larry, listen to this larry. dub this weekend it's actually interesting because uh, Super Semi, who came in second, a really great young Link player. Yeah. If you take Larry out of the equation, that is the only player that Super Semi lost to. So potentially, we're looking at, you know, a player that a lot of people haven't heard of taking a bracket down if Larry wasn't there, which is insane to think about. But Larry winning the tournament, eight sets in a row, didn't drop any, looking clean until they getting third two. Tariq, my man. Getting fourth place. Uh, Leon, too. Uh, the Sorry. So there was Bowser Leon earlier. Now there's Lucina or Marth, however you want to classify it. Lucina Leon uh, went over to DreamHack. So, yeah, again, just another stack top eight, man, and, and a great tournament and Larry rules. Yeah, it was a gr- it's great to see the uh... – Y'all know the tweet I'm talking about. Whenever Larry wins something, that picture of the cat. The cat, yeah. Oh, the Man, one with his got, hand? Oh, got, the other Larry tweet? Yeah, we got to see that for one. Like, it's been a while since we got to see that tweet. Like, good <laughs> stuff about to Larry. The Larry tweet where Champ is in the... He's going through the uh, the car wash. Remember that? Champ is basically <laughs> oh, going through the yeah, car wash. Oh, yeah. I love be like, one. on my way to MSM or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that shit cracks camp. me up, man. Yeah. Larry just has, like, it's a scheduled thing. tweets for when he's doing specific things. It's pretty funny. Yep. Valentine's but, Day, etc. Yep. <laughs> the yearly. Winning with that, the... Yeah. Winning with... Did he you What spacey did he mostly use? Falco. The bird. Oh. So that's interesting. So Wolf is, got third. So Wolf, you're telling me Wolf is the worst space animal. Yeah, we were well, talking about actually, it. Actually, I mean, honestly, no well, we can all agree honestly, Fox is the best, right? Let's start. Let's get Fox the easy the one out of the way. Fox, Fox is, is the best. best. 
This is the best. Charles, uh, you, you gotta are, give it up. If there you guys are, you guys are like, you guys are so close to conversion. There it is. You're, you're, you're really okay. close. You know what it is? Remember how we people. started saying Ryu was the best Shoto? Got the best yeah. results, man. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, Wolf rules, got the man. worst results, man. Uh, it depends. Do you count Kazi as a Shoto? I know that's kind of like we shouldn't, but like he's a fighting no. game guy. He's the best, clearly. No. Remember when that no. was the discussion? You're like, who's better, Terry or Kazuya? Well, oh, yeah. You all said Terry. Get, get yeah, and light, light when he okay. was I still want to say like, Terry, but I, I should. Still, okay, so it's, that brings it's, it's up not Terry. The, yeah. um, the thing that you were, you were talking about on the episode of Riddles that y'all mentioned earlier, where like, um, if you're gonna play a character, why oh, not? The like a character like that, yes. yeah, the consistency yeah. versus like, the jackal. Put all your eggs, yeah. Shout out to G. Yeah, um, that's a really good way to think about it. Fuck yeah. consistency, ultimate baby. This is ultimate. <laughs> no consistency out the window. Out Three stocks. Who gives a shit? We are killing here. at zero. Well, it's true. It, I love those arguments, though. It's fun. But I think, I mean, the argument for best spacey is very up in the air right yeah. now, I think. Well, all, maybe not they're best. They're all doing pretty good, though. So. Yeah, I still think Fox is the best. But I think dude. Fox is very clearly... All I'm saying is you look Part at... Part doesn't even want to have the conversation. Fox has like two top, top reps. Three... What does Wolf have they... besides Jackal? Top three. Wolf only has more reps, actually. All right. At top three, Wolf reps. I know. You know what I mean? And let's be real. The reason why Light's winning with Fox is not the character. It's just clearly he's just that good of a player. I think we all agree with that on the podcast, right? What about Pass Arimon? Anyone? Light is very, very good. Of course, Light's good. This is. And whenever we talk about how good Carrie is, very broken. We can all agree that Light carries Fox, right? No. Anyone? Yes. Thank Whenever, you. thank you, thank you, thank you. But that's not the point. The point is, if we talk about how good a character is, it's never a detriment to whoever plays them. You know what I mean? Like it just is what it is. Like they're, right. they're on the character select screen. You can make yeah, the like, same decision. Diddy Kong sucks, but I'm good with Diddy Kong. <laughs> okay, all right, but Diddy's the best Kong. You can't argue against you know, it's that. It's crazy. Diddy Kong's more represented. There's more representation for Diddy than Fox at top. There is a lot of really good. There Diddy are. Players. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Diddy Kong players. Y'all have Dang. fun. Uh, there yeah, are way be more better than Fox, huh? There are way more mid-level Fox, though, so I don't know what that says, but I, <laughs> it's a thing. Throwing fox it out players there. are just trash, dude. Yeah. Bro, so I... How do you lose to Fox players? Come on, guys. I, I'm so excited to talk I'm about trying. Obviously, we're, obviously we're going to get there, but... Uh, dude, because I love... Ryu and Terry are looking closer and closer every day, to be honest with you. Ryu it's is crazy. better than Ken. Yes. Yes. Those buffs yeah. were too much. No, they weren't. I can't wait to play him more, though, dude. Every time I see Yashimo play, it just dude, it, it like it like gets. Did you my see that head. clip? Yeah, the clip. That was oh, the clip. That was class level gameplay. Asimo always the turnaround like neutral air in the back air. I was like, how did he even yes. do? Oh, he was like, he turned around the neutral air first. I was like, that was so sick. Reverse air the back air was so clutch. The thing I love about Ultimate, I know we're getting a little unstructured here, and I don't really give a fuck because like there's so much good shit to talk about. The thing I love about Ultimate is that we're seeing people just take off with their characters and like, yeah. like could. Could Ashimo be playing Kazuya? Of course he could. And he'd be hitting the zero to deaths and doing all that cool shit, whatever. But dude, when he does it with Ryu, it's like art. Like it is like perfection. Like it, you could see the game. It's like Pro's Lucina vibes. Like it is yeah. like this Ryu is special. Yes, exactly, like, bro. And but, like those players are the coolest. Cause like when they sit down yeah. to play, no one else can do it like them. You know what I mean? Like you like mm-hmm. you get so excited to watch them play. Like, bro, like literally that clip. Was beautiful, and I yeah. hate Ryu. Like you do I hate, hate Ryu. Ryu. Yeah. Dude, he rules. I can't believe you hate Ryu. 
It's like one of the coolest. He's like one of the coolest fighting game characters of all, or fighting characters of all time. Period. Iconic too. But Maysuma, let's get back into some tournament results here uh, before we go down the yeah, path. Yeah, talking more. about fighting game characters. We need to chill. Know, already had the back. Get get about, oh yeah, we did have riddles. I know, dude. That was so <laughs> funny. Was still, uh, oh, an amazing episode, by the way. It was. Yeah, really good, that yeah. episode. That it was, episode was fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. Riddles did a great job. Yeah, yeah, he killed it. Hey, Charles, good to see you. It's your buddy Has. What's going on? Nothing much, man. So, how's the smash grind? Everything's great, man. I'm an unranked player, and you know what? I think I could beat anybody in the world, aside from people who are nationally ranked. Tell me, do you know if there's any good events coming up that I might want to participate in? Hmm. Well, if I had to guess, or take an educated guess, actually, it would definitely be the Arcadian. Oh. Delivered by, of course, you already know them, Beyond the Summit and Papa John's. Uh, make sure to register at the Arcadian.gg. And hey, you can actually win some good money. Look at $50,000 total prize pool. So many different online qualifiers that you can go ahead and sign up for. And you can win yourself a trip to compete at main stage where they're going to stream the top four of the the tournament and then if you go ahead and get top four you get a paid vip trip to summit or ultimate summit six so that's gonna be sick man i think you should go there wow that sounds amazing chuck i'm super excited for that just a reminder there's one more online qualifier october 23rd and then main stage obviously for the last chance qualifier on december 3rd for the online qualifiers two west coast players qualify and two east coast players qualify so make sure you check that out go to the Arcadian.gg. The Arcadian.gg. And check it out. Great event put on by great people. BTS. Check them out. Check out the Arcadian. See ya. Um, May Suma. So you got Akola taking it down. Again, proving to be a really consistent threat in a region that is otherwise. You know, like there's just almost nobody being quite as... Even Proto got fifth this tournament, you know, which is insane. Proto just won Summit. Proto uh, got fifth. Oh, and what happened, got Marcus? 49th, right? Oh, the fifth place curse, bro. Kameme, dude, Kameme is looking like eighth place curse, you know, or seventh place, whatever you want to call it. He keeps getting that. Like, he gets in the top eight, and that's it. See ya, Sora's not that good. Getting in the top eight with Sora is amazing. Yeah, it is, yeah. Sora's, hey, I'll give it up, man. Sora's better than I thought. I've already said, I've yes. already said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We been new, bro. Right, true, and don't true. don't doesn't don't you forget our worst take as a podcast. We all thought think, Sephiroth what? was. Okay. We're good. No, we're good. You talk, actually know Japan. Japan, Japan agrees. Sephiroth top so. five. We're good, dude. Japan no, no, agrees. No, no. Wait, I, we all know that Sephiroth's not as good as we thought he was. Come God, on, he just Japan won a tournament. What are you five. Five. Oh, oh yeah, Japan knows. Japan knows. Japan knows. Next he just tournament. won a tournament. Validated. Validated. Did he call his top five? We Sephiroth's have smash opinions. <laughs> I think Sephiroth is worse than we thought. Um. But I don't think not by like that much, you know. It's like, because it's Sephiroth that we clown on him that hard because of the bar was set so high. Yeah. That, well, like, dude. Of course Sephiroth. we're gonna go from like Sephiroth is so cool, he's so good, to like, yo, all right, this character is useless. Because like the bar is so it's Sephiroth. Well, dude, and the other thing someone pointed out is that he's the worst of Fighter Pass 2, which is true. He just is. Oh, by far. I don't know about by far, but he is for sure. He is decisively the worst. Yeah, I would say by far. He's, he's some of the best tier. characters to ever. He's not like low tier, and they're all top in tier. The game. He's still high to high to top. Fighter Pass Two has some of the best Super Smash Bros. characters to ever be released, like in any Smash game. So it's a it's yeah. it's a difficult life. Yeah, it's Min Min, Steve, Sephiroth, Pyramithra, Kazuya, and Sora. Like some like of those characters, that's competition, Sora. That's it. That's yeah, the only the, thing that's not, like 
They're Bridging not too gap. far from each other. Sora's definitely above him, but not by like not by like thirty spots or twenty. It's only like it's five like or ten. At least thirty. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you oh honestly might think that. No, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think TLDR that. tweak just plays meta. What a grind lord. <laughs> True. Okay, Japan, because Japan thinks it's a Roth and Diddy are top five. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, Akola taking it down. Uh, Yoshidora yeah. getting third place. You say Yoshidora is consistent and is with a character like Yoshi. It's very impressive. I. Yeah. Really want to see? Did y'all see Yoshidora that Yoshidora Yoshidora clip? clip? Like in the state. That clip. I was. That was Asuma like. You know what I mean? Like I've been yes. playing this character since the game came out, and I've, yes. I've got something special. I'm co- who knows what he's cooking, but damn, that was sick. Yeah, like some amazing players, and uh, Akola's character lineup is something else. Akola is trying to win out here. He is. He's trying to get Akola's that red. Is so good. He is trying to win. Trying it's like to evolving career. too. It's like. Steve, Kazia, Aegis, you know. Akola is whatever. Donkey Kong, you know, the typical top tier. Donkey <laughs> Kong. <laughs> I like it though. Anyway. I, I feel like it's it's a, it's a ruthless lineup. You know what I mean? And I, I honestly feel it. like it is like, we need yeah. some ruthless players. I feel like our, our current top players I right lived now are like, that oh. life already. I lived yeah, that you definitely life. did. And I need you to get back on that lifestyle. <laughs> you and Leo are not ruthless enough. I'm going to say it right here, right now. You and Leo... I don't know what happened, but you guys aren't ruthless enough anymore. What happened? I need whatever it takes. Yep. Hey, we're old we men now. Man, I want to have some fun. Yeah, I want to see you for my way. We got, bro, we got Bloom out here, three socket people with me, Brawler. What happened to you guys? Come on. Come on. Bro, what the heck? I'm sick of being evil. You know how you're evil? not. You lo- I- That's your favorite thing to do in Smash. Yeah, bro. Get out heck? of here. I've played against you enough. I've seen you was- ding dong people with Donkey Kong and just laugh in Smash 4. Actually, <laughs> So, like, I played Bayo, Cloud, and Donkey Kong. Like, it was so ruthless. Bring it back. But you know what part of me thinks? Maybe Diddy Kong is top five because why would I not play a character that's really broken? Like, if you look at my track record, okay, I'm just going to say it. Sometimes when Diddy Kong does, like, that is so broken. Like, I think that multiple times a day when I'm playing Diddy. Yes. Like, I'll land something and I'll be like, that is actually like comically broken. Yeah. So what all of us have been saying, what the heck? So long. But I mean, I'm just saying this out loud, but like, (laughs) dude, it's so awesome. But then, but then sometimes your opponent's at 180 and yada, yada, yada. So like, I, I, I I don't think Diddy is like a Steve. Look at them and you're just like, clearly this is a top five character, but I think we all can agree that Diddy's better than I'm just joking. He's terrible. All right. We got a lot to say about a lot to say. We got to throw that joke out there twice. It's a good one. It's a Gavin original, actually. He was just too you, gotta, to you, say you forgot the. Oh yeah, a lot to say. Yeah, I can He's say it. Uh, a lot to say. Um, dude, where the hell do we start? Like what? Yeah. So the first thing I will address, actually, the first thing I'll address and say, the fucking production value. Yes. Are you kidding yes. me? The sickest. That shit was Ti levels. That shit it was, was so crazy. So what is that good? Mean? It's a what? Dota thing. Uh, Dota, oh. like the big, uh, yeah, the international, <laughs> yeah. International, yeah. That was like watching the Super Bowl. Yes. This is sick. Now there. Yeah, no, Look at this. Yeah. NBA Finals, yeah. It, it was yeah. truly a spectacle. It was just something we've never seen before. And I love it because I hope that there is a ripple effect from this where other 
tournaments and other organizations take note and are like, damn, if this shit is possible, Smash deserves a big stage like this, and no one has done it like EU. They've done it in stadiums. They've done it in wherever the hell they were for this Invitational. Everywhere, bro. The EU scene, I fucking love them, dude. They're actually super passionate about specific smash but specifically ultimate specifically they love the latest game that is out which is mm-hmm. awesome uh shout outs to vicky tk ee and humming bones french goat uh great commentary all weekend man the live french crowd was amazing the live french commentators and building it was one of my favorite tournaments i've ever watched like not even including the bracket matches which were also great so it was just Shout out to that team out there and for to EU, but specifically France, obviously, for doing so well. Aside from now we gotta shift gears. The French players, man. What happened? What happened? I will say a part of it is two out of three pools is very, very volatile, is what I'll say for sure. No no excuses, but you know, it is what it is. We're on a schedule. Sometimes that shit happens. Um yeah. So mute doing exceptionally well. Winning Mute out has been cool. doing fantastic. Yep. Fundies. Fundies. Actually, Fundies. Fundies and tech, though. Fuck that. Some great well, yeah. tech, too. It's both. Dude, Diddy and Peach are friends in that aspect. We're just Fundies and tech skill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never want to watch the two you play against each other in bracket again, though. Me and Chuck <laughs> are falling asleep at the big house. Holy shit. Like, it's, oh, it's, damn. It's not our fault. We're balanced that. characters. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want from us? We yeah, don't Chuck, just kill okay. a hero. Me and Chuck looked at each other in game two. We were like, Jesus. I was like, they're playing too well. Really deep into it. Peach is so unbalanced. Oh, my gosh, bro. But you hate Peach so much. Like, what? Like, the strongest RNG RNG move in the game. And, like, the zero to deaths. And, like, but other than that, like, if if that didn't exist, like, it would be kind of like Diddy Kong. It would be cool. But it's not cool. But in tournaments, in tournament it's usually it's cool because right they don't zero to death you. But <laughs> not you, because yeah. you guys hide from each other for eight minutes at a time. Jesus, Fundy, <laughs> it sucked. Uh, so Mutes obviously consistent. Uh, been a great player for a long time, so it's good to yes. see the consistency pay off, especially at such a big and special stage. Um, Gact and Mister R also finishing off that pool. Mister R going chic. Guess what? Not getting any big upsets happening. That's great. Mm-hmm. Huh? Oh, you said against him because I was oh, like, yeah. he beat, he made an upset with Sheik. Yes, quite the opposite. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ramen playing Sheik, Sheik is broken. Ramen, keep go. playing Sheik. Do not Sheik. look back. Don't. I would say Pyramithra is also crumb. fine throwing with Sheik. That's fine. If, if you want to do that, Roy. fine. But I'm but telling no. you, play Sheik. Sheik is broken, and you need, you need to do it. His Sheik has the X factor too. His Sheik has the X factor. Yes, you have the X factor. Okay, okay. Character lineup for Ramen. Sheik Krom, thoughts? No, no Krom. No Do you hate this guy? Sheik no, Sheik Pyramithra. Yeah, that's All right, fine. bring back Sheik the spot Pyramithra. dodging snake. You're right. No, no, no not the yeah. <laughs> not snake the spot and Krom, that's who we should play. All right, Sheik did great. Drop her. Okay. Sheik. Play Sheik. For, Only Sheik. Play solo Sheik for like a while, please. And just see how no. you feel. Please, please. You don't, have to do, you don't have to do this duo yet. Play Sheik for a while. I think Sheik's ready. I think he's good. Yes, keep doing it. Mm. Get that experience in bracket with full bracket runs with Sheik, please. Okay. You will. Agreed. You're agreed. Your your improvement will accelerate. You, crawl. you hate this guy. Well, it's no. like I, th- there are bad matchups for Sheik. We talk very highly oh, yeah. of Sheik, but Sheik definitely has bad matchups. So I was oh. thinking like Crom for the bad like Sheik matchups. Huh? Like Ice Climbers? Oh yeah, true. Like I got Ice Climbers. That is not what Pac-Man. I expected for that answer. 
Wait, no, Ice Climbers is one of Yeah, I know. I'm aware. One of Sheik's works matchup. Yeah, but you're never going to run into one in a bracket. I have faith, though. I have faith, and I think it's doable. Oh, heck no. (laughs) Time them out. Time them out. Now we're going to... The same thing with zero. Yo, but what about timeout cheek though? Come on, guys. Hear me out. Honestly, really good. Yes. You don't have to Um, combo anyone. You just throw needles and run away. Next pool. Next pool we're gonna look at Cosmos one, which was great. Also got second in the tournament overall, just playing fantastic. Pulling out the Corin, a little unexpected, but it looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, It looked pretty good. All right. I hope he I hope he's not against my Yoshi at some point. It looked rusty, but I don't, you know. He remembers. I don't know what that had to. What, that what was awesome. Because <laughs> you hold that over my Yoshi. Damn, that was on stream. Someone in the YouTube comments knows what I'm talking about. I actually, I commentated. I know what you're talking about. I farmed. All right, moving on. You got a hot Yosh. I got a hot Yoshi, bro. Power Mithra, obviously, for most of the tournament. Uh, Shutan yes. getting second in that pool. Asimo, my goat, getting third. Uh, and then Flo, who I think was a replacement for Mars 2, but a very good French Roy uh, player. Yeah. Uh, but again, we're seeing Gluto from the first pool and Flo in the second pool didn't advance even to the second day. Like, that was just, it was just a very volatile bracket structure, especially when you have such stacked pools like this. Like, uh, next pool. And it also like oh, sorry, it also sorry, continues the the weird trend that two other players that come to America and like smokes people like Proto got fifth at which isn't like bad or anything right, but like you would expect him to be in contention for winning, and then like Proto in Japan is like this thing that people talk about, and then Gluto in Europe is also a thing that people talk about where they're like, well, Gluto doesn't perform as well in Europe, and like. It's continuing to happen as per usual, and it's just interesting to see that dynamic. And I wonder, like, what Europe knows and what Japan knows, you know? Yeah, that is really. Interesting. It's definitely a playstyle thing, and I I think character pool thing as well, right? Um, but yeah, it, you would think it'd be the reverse. Usually, you see players more comfortable in their own region, right? And that that's also on top of like traveling and stuff too, like when when anyone from Europe or Japan travels to North America, that's a very long trip. There's, you know, there's uh, jet lag and all that other stuff. So it's very interesting to see that they actually perform better in those environments rather than their own like home turf environments. Just so, so interesting. It's gotta be like the player base thing where like, maybe they're just more experienced in the matchup or maybe more experienced versus the player. They probably grind with those players as well, like in practice sessions and stuff like that too. So it could be a really big thing. And some players kind of just get powered up by crowds and stuff like that. I think T is a perfect example of a player that plays really well with the crowd, which is actually not a common thing for Japanese players because the crowds in Japan are more like, you know, Ooh. golf clap, like stuff like Wait that. Wait a minute, but T is such a crowd favorite, bro. They're always with him. It's easy to like the crowd when they're always cheering for you. Yeah, Even really. when he picks Kazi, he picks Kazi and Pac-Man, and people love well, this guy. Right. But, <laughs> but how does he do? How does he get away with it? It's impressive. It's impressive. He does rule. He does. For the record, I also love T. But <laughs> it's like, how, how did this happen? I just I know for uh, 
like Japanese players, I feel like some of them aren't used to, even when a crowd is on their side, just like very yeah. loud noises coming from the crowd. That's like never something you have to worry about at a Japanese tournament. At a Japanese tournament, the crowd's going to be like very quiet, respectful. Like I said, like golf claps all around for like good plays and stuff like that. Right. Bruh. They're not going to pop off and go crazy. So even when they are for you, I, I don't know. It's just that's something I noticed specifically about T where he kind of gets into it rather like other Japanese players will kind of like head nod and stuff like that. They, they don't really embrace the crowd, whereas T like really embraces the yeah. crowd. He he hams it up for sure. Like the whole Kazuya pose and everything. He's oh, yeah, he's really like gotten he, into it recently. Yeah, great. Yeah. He's a he crowd rules. pleaser. He, like, he is. Yeah. He makes specific choices to get the crowd on his side. Like he's yeah. about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Speaking of T, his pool, he did win it out. Bloom getting second as well. And then Fatality getting third. And then Orion. Orion, Orion, I think is how they pronounce it in French. Um, not making it out in that pool again, but did I think I think it was the first match in that pool where he beat T, actually. Yeah. And I was like, oh damn, here we go. Like this this is gonna happen. Yeah. And he still didn't make it out of the pool. It's like, whoa, what the heck? How does that happen? But anyway, Wolf. yeah, man. Uh, and then I guess our final pool here, or there are two more. No, it's just one more. That's Arimon, Siski, uh, Rufflo, and Ken. So Ken not making it out, actually, which was super surprising because I think he's been very consistent in Japan and when he's traveled, actually. He's been doing very, yeah. very well. And his character lineup, like, his Sephiroth is so airtight and defensive. Like, it's just so strong. Uh, makes you play on the back foot. And then he obviously has Sonic as well, which he does, again, plays very well and defensively and consistency, consistently with. But couldn't make it out of that pool. So just insanity all around in this bracket. Yeah, I would not have expected that. but uh, Dude, mean, I, yeah. I can we talk is... about Pac-Man? You want to talk about Pac-Man? Is that what we're going to talk about? There's so much. Pac-Man? Sure. Well, I don't want to skip over anything, but Pac-Man is so good. good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, agreed. I used to have Pac-Man in my top five. I think he's fallen out. I don't think Pac-Man aged well. Like, I think Pac-Man, like, year one, like, pre-quarantine Pac-Man is so powerful. Because, like, I, I just feel like Fighter Pass 2 didn't really treat Pac-Man that well. I, I, I personally feel like general sword characters do well versus Pac-Man. Anyone that can disarm the Hydrant in one hit very seamlessly without... You know, with very little far away or something far away. Yeah, very safe. That's the main thing about Pac-Man, right? Um, Obviously, T's bag of tricks with Pac-Man is never ending. It's it's so crazy. He always does some crazy new stuff. And I think T's Pac-Man in particular uh, just has a great mix of offense and defense. Like, uh, you know, we see other Pac-Mans maybe play more on like a Smash 4 play style. Whereas T, I feel like T really takes advantage of all the crazy new buttons that he got. In ultimate or even just like confirms you know up throw up air is wait chuck real quick for people who might not have really played smash 4 pac-man what what does that mean exactly just oh yeah sure. for, yeah yeah smash 4 pac-man was pretty dog shit like the character just sucked he was one of the worst characters in the game had the worst grab by far so pack so you pretty much just had to play like timeout style um it's funny because T really didn't even play like that in smash 4 either at the very end of smash 4 actually T came out to na uh, for in SoCal for one of the uh, it was like kind of like a mini saga it had like a bunch of retro characters and uh, T got second and then the MSM after T got first so like 
you know, and back then SoCal was really good in Smash Four. Like it had multiple like top fifty players in the region. So it was pretty crazy to see a character that bad do that well at the end of Smash Four, and then T came out full force in Ultimate because it's just like his character got super upgraded, and he was already a really good player. So yeah, uh, the, the the character just got a bunch of upgrades. I won't go over every single one. A, a really big one is that bonus fruit when you Z drop it, it keeps the properties. You never you didn't keep the properties in Smash Four except the key. So like Z dropping Bell and being able to stun and all that and i know t just plays really well to his win conditions uh, and a lot of players don't seem to have an answer to bell in hand Uh, it's like pac-man's weird because pac-man either kills you at 80 with a bell into like a charge forward smash or he kills you at 160 right so it's it's a character where if you're if you can play really well around bell then you should be able to live a really long time but bell is it's definitely strong. I, I won't say it's like the strongest kill option, but it, it's definitely really strong. And even like tricks like that, where you know the throw into a hit and then fall off off the stun and stuff like that. So very, uh, it, it's cool to see T do well and also kind of adapt to Fighter Pass too as well, because T ha- isn't also has the Kazuya, right? And like I said, I think Fighter Pass two didn't do pac-man any favors in terms of like overall relevancy that's why i think for me pac-man used to be in like my fifth best character like in that top five lower end but now i'd probably put him around like top 10-ish area just because of kind of like fighter pass 2 really changed the game up right yeah what else main points that we want to bring up good shit to cosmos second place obviously the result he wanted was first he made it to grand finals beating t uh and mute ace and going and going corin yeah. Even though I, Marcus hates him for some reason, still helped him get the reverse three zero against T that got him into <laughs> winners finals and then into grands. So still yeah. worked out. I think this team consistent too, like uh, at characters. least upgrading the consistency. Like a lot of these like top two placings. Yeah, I just see uh, like the rust in a lot of situations with Corin, uh, oh, yeah. especially because like when you are rusty with a character, sometimes it's execution, but sometimes it's like reacting to situations that you would normally react to if you had been in them enough times like if you have like some sort of like weird trap like maybe off of you do like a corn back throw and then you think that they're going to jump or something so you just like instantly react to them jumping you do like up air back air like after back throw you normally do like dash back air so people like air dodge or whatever so you do dash pin right like there's like just different ideas in your head that you normally have when you're like in tune with your character and you've really been practicing them and like working on your craft with them. And I feel like there was a lot of times where Cosmos was just kind of lost in a lot of situations and um, he would just default to the same thing. Like that got him wins before. Like a lot of times when T was at really high percent, Cosmos would just go for a pin if he was on the ledge after like waiting a little bit with his back turned. And I was like, that worked in winners, but now T is very much aware that like, you're going to go for that. So like, what's the next step and a lot of times i just didn't see the next step because you know he hasn't been playing the character so i mean he's still it's still a really good performance but i'm just excited to see if he's going to continue practicing the character and if he's ever going to pull out corn in tournament again because it's weird you know he plays ages but sometimes it feels like corn's just a little more easy to play in tournament there's the there's uh you get more off of your hits and you have an easier time recovering a lot of times. So you don't have that like mental stress of, oh, I need to be like toward the middle of the stage more, right? Or like, I uh, if I get hit in the ledge, like whatever, if I get hit out of my jump, like there's always like oh, usually a way for you to recover. So 
I'm curious to see if like there's certain matchups, like maybe he just doesn't like Pac-Man Aegis and he prefers Corrin in that or who knows. But I'm I'm really yeah. interested to see where it goes from uh from here. But it, it was I mean it was solid. I think uh I think he tweeted that he does want to maybe practice her again, or at least he's entertaining the idea. And it's funny because we talked about that X factor, right? With character or players like T and Asimo, where it's like they do these special things with these characters that help that they need to win sets, right? It's almost like it's a Y factor with the core and like you just don't have, you just kind of go with the basics. Like you don't have that kind of big follow through that you would see with someone like his Pyro Mithra, which we have seen from those characters mm-hmm. before from him. So it would be interesting to see him develop that too. Um, shout out to Bloom. 3-0 over Shutan with me Brawler. So me Brawler Bayo, like yeah, that is a, the player you never want to run into in, in bracket. Like that is just a nightmare. Like one way or the other, you're just going to have a bad time. Uh, Asimo versus Gact. What the hell was that ending, by the way? Can I ask? What the hell happened at the end? Do you guys remember? Yeah, just Challenging ran into the PK, the PK thunder. thunder, dude. What the? That's my. That's like the smartest guy ever. What happened? <laughs> sometimes, so antsy, sometimes the brain just goes blank, so, yeah. or you're running, like you're running on for sure. Low, yeah. low fuel. You know what I mean? Uh, dude, yeah, you're telling. I know, but. uh Dude, it was still a really good set, though. And Gax pop-off and Cosmos' pop-off, all on that great production Yeah, on the big stage of Paris. It was just, this was a special event. So shout-outs to everyone, players, production, commentary, everything, artists, everybody that contributed, because this is this was one for the books. And it was pretty much the only thing that was talked about on my Twitter timeline, but like 99%, even though there were four other amazing tournaments happening this weekend as we covered. So this was a special one. Ah, oh, I don't want to watch it again. Uh, you, you know what else yeah. I like really liked about the the tournament that was something that I've always wanted, especially because I grew up watching a lot of other esports like League and stuff. Um, I like the idea that a lot of the times there were the commentators, which were like you know t- uh, TK and E or Vicky, like any combination of the three, and then after the match there was like a little bit of analysis. Like there were three people sitting there, but only two of them were speaking. And then once the match yep. ended, um, I'm sorry, I, I can't recall the person's name, um, but he would like start talking about like what he noticed during the match. And I was like, oh, analysis, like this is lit. Like I've always wanted the Humming, idea right? of Humming like, bones, yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've always um, liked the idea of having commentators and then analysis after the match. If you have enough time, like you have like a quick 30 seconds, a quick minute, like just to point out some things to the viewers so they can like kind of understand what's happening a little bit more but that's just a, a me thing and something that Dude, i noticed i was like wow i really like this you're far from alone on that you're talking to two guys i think that would love to like i'm sure charles would eat that shit up and i i know i would as well yeah, obviously yeah. like Charles it's definitely be a commentator <laughs> be like f this I, i'm gonna it's, like, it's like so weird because i love that stuff so much that i try to incorporate it into my commentary or Same. like whenever they're switching the match right like say for it like summit or whatever right there okay the players are coming down the stairs we talk to them a little bit about the match then the next players are going up all right there's there's at least like two minutes four minutes about of downtime that you can kind of go into the match and talk about the match so it's like i feel like smash commentators naturally do that for the most part but Mm -hmm. it's really sick when it's it's very clear cut when you pass it to someone else and like another one or two people go into just about the match analysis, right? It feels way more structured in that sense because 
you definitely hear it from commentators, but it's 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 a little bit of in the match, a little bit of in between the match. It's it's a lot of right. free flow, right? And Dude, yeah, it's it's interesting too because we had that you see the melee side of things where the COD commentators were on there and they they killed it, even though they obviously yeah. have like zero technical knowledge of melee, which is so interesting because obviously the melee matter for commentary is like you need to establish yourself and know enough because the game is super technical and there was a lot to it. But I think the underlying thing that we learned from that is. Sometimes it's just fucking fun to watch Smash. Like, it's just a fun and easy to understand game. And I think there's so much to be taken from that. And also what you were just saying, Charles, where having that and Marcus and having the analysis specifically and then just the entertaining good play-by-play. I mean, we have some great and entertaining commentators, of course. But, um, yeah, I think there's just something to be learned from that for sure. But great weekend of Smash. That's what I got to say. Plenty of shit to watch. That's for sure. I still have odds to catch up on. Um, I couldn't watch everything. I don't think it was humanly possible to. I love my mornings where I could watch EU smash, drink my coffee at seven in the morning. Chat isn't full of idiots. It's all people who wake up early. And it's <laughs> awesome, dude. Is. It's great. I love that shit. I love like morning movies and stuff too. I love all that stuff. Must be but, nice. I, I'm stuck with these 3 a.m. Japan tournaments. Yeah, the you're, 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 <laughs> a brutal. you're in the trenches, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a great tournament. And obviously, turning to this weekend, yeah. Ludwig Invitational, first of its kind, first of its name. Dude, uh, so excited. Going to be an exciting bracket. Let me pull up, actually, because we have... Is so the group? thing is, is so on Friday, the structure is that... What's up, Marcus? The important in? part about the LCQ is the Swiss format. Okay, do you want me to explain it? I watched a couple videos on it. Shout out to Last for helping people understand it. It's very I cool, actually. I am so excited. I've always wanted to see a tournament with it. It's cool. So essentially the way a Swiss format... So there's a last chance qualifier, which is a standard bracket that happens on Friday. And then from that bracket, the top Just, eight... Wait, wait, didn't Smash and Splash try to do a Swiss format, remember? It was That was Waterfall or something like well, that, but, but it, I think so. Right, yeah. but that that is similar or they based it off of swiss i don't know of how many differences i don't yeah i don't remember exactly but the way this one works is which is i like this because you kind of just have a target number um so everyone starts in this bracket right so there's gonna be it's 32 players yeah 32 players and they seed it originally so the original couple matches will be seeded as normal the one seed against the 32nd seed right so light will play against whoever got last if light's the number one seed i believe whoever got last in uh, the who through the qualifier, so whoever's the 32nd seed, and everyone plays. So second also plays against the 31st seed, and everyone plays down the row. And after that, you either won or you lost. And if you won, you get seeded to play against people who have the same record as you, one and zero, and then you play again. Same if you lost, right? So then at that point, there gets to become more of a specific breakdown after a couple matches. The goal is, and at this tournament specifically, once you win three sets, you qualify for the next round of bracket and get seeded based on how well you did. Other way is if you lose three sets, you're out of the tournament. That's it. You don't qualify for the next set of uh, brackets. So you could go two and two and you're playing against another player who's two and two and the winner gets into the main bracket and the loser's eliminated. So that's how it works. So, and there's a potential, I think maximum of what, five, six rounds. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, exactly. Because the max you can go is two and two basically. um, If that's even possible, which I'm pretty sure it is. But anyway, um, it should be an exciting tournament format. And then we'll get into like a standard bracket. And I mean, obviously it's beyond stacked, like just not yes. even looking at just the invited players list, like looking at everybody. Yeah. Ex- thank you production for the the list we got on there. Just, I don't even know where to start. There's too many, like, it's just too good. Everybody basically is going to this tournament. Um, Phileo smooge. Yeah. That is sad, man. Yeah. 
I know, dude. You hate to hear it, man. What the heck? Oh, Leo feels better soon, of course. It's kind of crazy how stacked it is, even without such a mm-hmm. important name. <laughs> I think yep. this is the uh, this will be the most stacked tournament in Ultimate history. Um, I think the only one else you could argue is like very first Evo. Evo. Very first yep. Evo. Yeah. Or I guess like the only Evo, but like the Evo for Ultimate was like dummies. Like everybody went. Yeah. Everybody. But yeah, I mean that obviously was a completely different era. I've still so long ago. So especially like post time skip or post uh, quarantine. I yeah, sometimes I call it post time skip. But uh, <laughs> the uh, this is definitely the most stacked post quarantine bracket we are going to have for for a yeah. while. Because like something like this does not happen often, where you know one individual like Ludwig is coming through and just being like, "Fuck it, I'll just if you're ranked this high, I'll buy everything for you." Like. Flight Hotel, come on through. Like that yeah. that does not happen often. That's so. why this tournament feels so sudden to me, because it's like hearing the phrase most stacked tournament to this tr- tournament is so crazy because Ludwig is like, all right, we're just doing this. And like it didn't like there wasn't like a year leading up to like an Evo no circuit, or something. No, yeah, no, it's like right? it's like, all right. <laughs> see you there. It's like, okay, <laughs> holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Are you how are you feeling about it, Gavin? I guess it's like a good way to end off here going into the weekend. How how you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good. Uh, I've been practicing a lot. Um, and I'm excited to like go to this tournament because it's just a lot of really good players. Like the environment is like kind of different than what we're used to. Um, so I guess my first opponent is going to be Ken. Yes. So I have been practicing specifically for like Sonic and stuff. So like, I mean, we'll see what character Ken actually uses, but I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's a bunch of players that I could just like ask to play and get like experience that I haven't gotten before. And like, that's really interesting, especially because there's a lot of matchups. I feel like I would like to be more ready for And this is the best time to, to do that. Honestly, it reminds me of summit where there's a bunch of really good players to play against except there's like 1000 of them rather than like 16 so yeah. i mean i'm just looking forward to it um also like i don't know it's just it just seems like comfortable it's not like a i don't have to like drive to the venue or something like that you know what i mean like i'm looking forward to just waking up and playing smash you know what i mean like just no strings attached just like clocking in like i'm excited for that <laughs> I, th- I think that about does it though for this week. I, we yeah. had so much to talk about, but I feel like we kind of knocked it out of the park pretty, pretty smoothly. Got to try to cover everything, man. I'm sure there's stuff that we missed. So has Either carried. Way. We can be honest. Has carried us. No. Has oh, carried shout out to Big Boss. Winning. No, no carry. True. Big Boss. What yeah. did Big Boss win? I don't remember. I just remember he won. Congrats to him. That's great. He Woo! won. Oh, he's no. won. He winning. He, he just won. Yeah. And so get ready for Lutz this weekend. It's going to be, yeah. again, one for the books. So yeah. great way to get to the end of the year right before all the circuits start in December and yeah. a lot of tournaments in November, too. Oh, it's just a lot. Yes, final stretch sure. coming up here for the yeah. year. Everyone get ready. Thank you Until so then. much, everyone. See ya. Thank you.